This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. You're listening to Lung Talk, presented by Asthma Otago, supporting people with asthma and breathing problems. Hi everyone, I'm Jo from Asthma Otago, and today I'd like to introduce Felix McDonald. G'day Felix. Hello there. <laughs> so Felix has come along uh, to have a bit of a talk with us and share um, some of the things that he's been doing. So Felix is like, he's not like, he's a high performance athlete. That sounds all very flash, doesn't it? Mm. Um, but he's also, at the moment, he's been working with us. So he's been helping deliver um, the services of the community exercise classes. So we're very lucky to have him and his expertise. Um, so those are the classes that we run for people in the community who have got lung disease. And if you are interested in joining any of those, just give us a bit of a ring and we'll tell you when they're on. At the moment, they're on hold because of the silly old COVID thing. But we are looking at alternatives. So, you know, get... Get in touch with us if you'd like to join in with those. Um, but the thing that makes um, it interesting as far as we're concerned, having Felix as well, is that he does have asthma. Mm-hmm. And I only learned that quite recently because certainly I wouldn't have known, which is exactly how it should be. You shouldn't be able to know that someone's got asthma, right? Yeah. So welcome, Felix. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. So um, tell us a wee bit. Um, you can tell us a wee bit about yourself, mm-hmm. but in particular about your asthma. So when did you first kind of discover that you had asthma? Um, well, I first, I think it would have been, been nine or ten when I found out. Um, right. Just, um, I think my my mum's a a nurse and she works in the respiratory um, <laughs> department and um, I think she clicked on pretty quickly when I um, was doing I would have been doing cross country or something like that um, when I was younger and I had a um, bit bit wheezy and um, all that kind of stuff um, and then she just clicked on that I would have had asthma um, because she had asthma as well. Oh, okay. um, so that's that's where it kind of came from, and then she kind of sussed me out from there. Um, <laughs> just did what she told me to do, and um, we went from there. Right. Yeah. So, did um, did it hold you back anything mm. when you were a child? Not really. No, I wouldn't say it would probably. I've only had a couple of instances where things may it may have held me back, but that would have probably only been extreme cases. Of maybe when it's cold cold outside doing sports. I always loved doing playing rugby in the winter and all that kind of stuff and um I probably got a wee bit wheezy when I was younger but um once I got onto it and started to take my inhalers regularly nah I didn't I, I didn't mum didn't let it basically <laughs> and I didn't let it I think we I talked with mum and she said that we 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 won't need this won't be a problem if we keep on top of it mm. um no, I haven't had any scares or anything like that that's yeah. um, stopped me, but um, I do have to keep on to it. Yeah. It's still and to I this mean, day, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, um, you know, you've got asthma, so what? Here's the medication, get on with life. Is mm. that kind of what, how yeah, you were brought definitely. up? It's, yeah, definitely. Um, if, if you take medication religiously, you can still do everything that you want to do. Mm. And, um, and I think that's just been ingrained since I was really young, that... I needed to take it if I wanted to be safe and do play play rugby, do cross country, do athletics, do the sport that I love to do, um, and not be afraid of something happening or getting the yeah. There was always fears um, of having maybe having an asthma attack or um, having 
bronchospasm and stuff like that. But um, I don't. I wasn't afraid of it. I think I was pretty confident in what my mum had to say, um, and she put a nurse hat on when whenever we dealt with that. But um, I was always up to date with the the best and the the the, the best type of um, inhalers and um, and ways of taking it and she mm. taught me all the ways to what I should do when when and where and all that kind of stuff and cool. what to look out for. So are you still on medication now? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I take um Simbicort yep. morning and night. Yeah. Religiously. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> and I've been doing that for uh, a long time actually. Um Simbicort just because it's quite easy and it's quite good for young people. It was quite it's just small in your pocket, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Um have one in my car. Yeah. It's, and the benefits, you know, like yeah. of having it, being able to do whatever you like. Oh, totally. That's that's the key to it all, isn't yep. it? Yep. So tell me, you know, lots of people um talk about because Simbacourt has a inhaled steroid Zero. in it. Yep. Oh, yep. we love that word mm-hmm. steroid, don't we? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, here you are, you know, high performance athlete. Mm. Have you ever had any problems with taking the inhaler and there being any discrepancy? discrepancy from well, any there is there is you um your the on the WADA which is what the um, banned substance list um of for high performance athletes you, there's a certain amount you can have um in your system when you're competing so um but I think it's a very obs- like absurd amount of inhaled steroid that yeah. you can take I think I would have to have twenty sucks on this thing to <laughs> to get yeah um to be over the limit but there was no there's no there's no um, worries about that at no. all um and it's that would be ludicrous to do something like that yeah and, and I mean the, you know the the point really is that people hear the word steroid mm-hmm. and you know they talk about particularly we've heard through the mm-hmm. Winter Olympics now someone yep. taking you know a banned substance that actually these inhalers they're inhaled. Mm. They're not like anabolic steroids no. where they're into your system. And really that's the point that I wanted to get across, that, yes, you can have asthma, you can take your medication, and, you know, you aren't going to become one of these um, banned athletes. No. No. You know, they're safe. Uh, um, yep. And although they're on the list, as you say, the watch mm-hmm. list, um, taken at their normal rates, yep. they're There's absolutely no way. fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and each year they come out with um, the, a new list. And some and the list changes every now and again, but you, it, it's up to me to read it and figure out what's what I can take and what I can't take, and the amounts that you can't take over is is crazy. So yeah. it's there's no there's no worries there at all. So, <laughs> so that's cool. So yep. th- that means that your asthma can stay well for exactly. all of that time. Yep. Yeah, no, no, that's really cool. Um, so what do you think you personally, the key to you staying, you're obviously staying really well, mm-hmm. you're competing at a really high level. What makes you be able to do that whereas other people can't? What do you think the key to staying well is? It's, I reckon it's consistency. It would be, it's got to be consistency. It's got to be making sure it becomes a, an absolute just everyday it's it's a routine. Yeah. I I have my routine every morning, and yep. every night. Yeah. Not the routine. It's like people brushing their teeth. Yeah. It should be taken with the same. Should be taken more seriously than brushing your teeth. <laughs> I mean, 
yeah, it's it's it means a lot to people, and it's the if you want to keep your teeth healthy, you got to brush your teeth every day, yeah, morning and night. Same with um, taking your inhalers and taking medication and all that kind of stuff. And um, I'm, I'm I'm not just asthma- asthmatic, but I'm quite allergic to a lot of things. Like um, a very hay fever is a is a big thing in my life that if I don't keep on top of that, um, things can go bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can trigger all these sorts of things and just make my life more difficult than it has to be. Um, and that's even brought in, like, coupled together. It's a mm. good thing to do, actually. Couple all your drugs together yeah, at yeah. once. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What about um, things like staying fit? Is that important in your definitely. health? Yeah, definitely. It's good for your... Not for just your physical health, but um, mental health as well. I think mental health is probably more important. Um, mm. You get so many endorphins when you do exercise and stuff like that. Um, it doesn't even have to be to the high level that I do it at. You can do it at any level, mm. but it can. Um, it makes it makes your brain better. It helps your brain out as well. Yeah, and I think being fit mentally and physically is probably. A good combo, mm. and yeah. Do you think there's any um, correlation between your fitness and your asthma? Um, like if you if you are not as fit, do you feel that your lungs are not working as yeah. well? Well, if you don't use your lungs, you it become they don't they're not used to it. They're not trained, mm. and I think my I've got to a level now where my lungs have been trained to they're expecting to be worked every few days um, and just having the inhaler with that is is great mm. it needs to it needs they've coupled together really well and I think being fitter in the first place you're um, you won't get to that tiredness as quickly mm. so maybe you won't feel as breathless yeah. or, I mean we kind of yeah. advocate you know for people particularly children with asthma, mm. that actually exercise is an important component of asthma management. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, you would, you have found that personally? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I found um, doing sport keeps it also, keeps it at bay. You have to use your lungs and you shouldn't be afraid of getting, maybe getting some bronchospasm because that's what happens when you, test your lungs mm. out. Mm. Do you think there's um, still a, a stigma associated with asthma? Do you think general public, ha- you know, see see people who may have asthma mm. um, as being a bit weak, a bit yeah, this, a bit that? Have, have, have you seen Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's still, uh, ex- it's an excuse. It could be used as an excuse as, um, as to not be testing yourself. You could be... Oh come on, we'll go for a go for a go on our asthma's playing up, mm. and that could be an excuse, um, which is a shame because I don't think I don't believe that it needs to be that way. It almost needs to be the other way round, mm. where you should be wanting to do more exercise because you've got asthma, so you don't get into that trouble again. Mm. Mm. I, suppose, is, yeah, I yeah. suppose people, you can people. I'm lucky enough to never have it. I've never had an asthma attack. But people that may have had it is a pretty traumatic experience, potentially. So you could be scared of going back to that place where, and usually when you have an asthma attack, you're doing sport or you're mm. doing something that's um, 
elevating your heart rate, making you breathe harder. So maybe associating a scary time in your life with exercise, that could make it hard. But mm. Have you ever, ever had any um, sort of coaches or people that have been in a position where they might read your file, see that you have asthma, and have some hesitancy about that? Um, it's definitely... Um, like it pops up. Yeah. You have to tell people. Mm. It has to, you have to fill that form out when you're doing ACC or getting hit with an injury. Got to take off the, any I underlying know. health conditions. Mm. I mean, I, I know within, certainly within armed forces now, mm. it's still you have to declare that you have asthma. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not you haven't been had an attack, as you yeah. call yeah. it, or whether or not it's actually been quite well for a long time. Yeah. And, and you know, I still think that there is there is a stigma associated mm-hmm. with it, even though we have people like you out there absolutely advocating how well you can be. Exactly. Um, I, don't, I don't know how we get over that, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think, um, yeah, that's not the easiest thing to change. I think, um, yeah, that's not. Yeah. That's just something mm, no, you but you, you yeah. personally haven't found it though. No, no because you've stayed so well. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's, you know. I would. I, I'm even hesitant to write down that I have it. All right. It's almost where it, like it's the hassle of it saying. Yes, I have asthma, but it's not. It's not going to affect me, but you've got to still let people know, and that's almost hassle that you got to mm. do that mm. as well. Yeah. Because um, they'll be almost it's. Can be worried about you, or like, but it might not be um, the case. Yeah. Well, obviously not with you. Yeah. yeah you know. But I, yeah. I. I. You know. I don't have the answer either. But I do know that. You know. I hear from parents, sort of, teachers don't maybe want to push the children because mm-hmm. they've got asthma. They're a bit frightened that actually their health is going to deteriorate suddenly. And what are they going to do? How are they going to cope with that? Mm. Um, but the more we ha- are out there promoting, as we are now. Um, that actually that's not the case. You can be really well. Exactly. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Mm, yeah. I know, cool. I know that's excellent. Um, just moving on from that, as I say, Felix is a um, high-performance athlete. He competes in athletics, and he's going to tell us a wee bit more about mm-hmm. his career in um, athletics and particularly long jump. So yeah. how did you even find your way into athletics? Um, well, my, my, my dad... Did athletics and he ran for the Tyree Club out in Mosgill because that's where mum and dad are from. Um, and I just remember doing it school sports, really enjoying it, doing well at it as well. Um, doing all doing every event all over the place, keen keen as anything. Um, and that's kind of when it all kicked off. I would have been I was eleven years old when I first started actual athletics when I went to the Caledonian in Dunedin and had got my first pair of running spikes or shoes that are specially designed for the track and I was giddy as anything, I was excited um, and it all kind of went from there I think um, I'm ridiculously competitive so winning is fun and I really wanted to a lot <laughs> <laughs> So, That's right, you're allowed to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did my best to do that as much as I could. Um, so I thought, I just, I just started, I'd, then we, yeah, I guess it started off then when I was younger and I didn't 
didn't stop. I didn't really look back. I think I carried on and understood more about the sport, did heats of different events, did hurdles for a, a long time when I was a teenager throughout school, um, did long jump when I was at school, sprinted from ones to fours to eights. Um, and when I left school, I decided that I wanted to keep on with my long jump um, because I had a couple of stress injuries in my feet that stopped me from doing hurdles. And um, I gave the hurdles up once they got too high, basically. Um, I gave I had a season over the senior men height hurdles, and that was enough for me. I didn't want to do any more of that. that was, they were pretty bloody high. So um, I started long jump properly, started training for it, and, um, yeah, just got through to my my third year as an as a senior man um in twenty twenty when I won um our national champs. So it was my first time being a national champion. Um and then which was a breakthrough. Mm. Massive massive breakthrough. Finally got what I I, I aspirations to be a senior men national champion when I was younger it was ridiculous. Finally got it. So I felt like I was like, okay, this is this is good stuff. This is this is going well, and I haven't really looked back since. And now I'm doing it pretty seriously. Um, and I've just got our national champs are coming up. We're leaving on Thursday. Mm. We're leaving, so by the time this airs, it will be yeah tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be away. So where are they? They're in Hastings. Okay. Yep. So this is this is New Zealand Championships. Yep. Yep. Yep, so the best of the best of the year. The best of the best, yep. Yep. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm in pretty good shape. Pretty keen. Yeah. Yep. So tell me, uh, you know, here's this young man with asthma. Mm-hmm. What's your normal training week? Um, I would train Monday to Thursday. There'll be probably an hour and a half session each on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday would compete on a Saturday and then do another session on a Sunday. So the Friday is off. But um, it's a a combination of sprinting, long sprints over twos and 300 metres. We do two weight sessions, gym sessions a week. And then we do um, at least two jumping sessions or jump-orientated sessions with uh within that and yeah it's probably yeah there'll be hour and a half each mm. times six days a week yeah sometimes doubling up with gym so that's it'll be yes eight, it's a lot. eight sessions a week yeah it, it's yeah. a lot okay. it is a lot and that that took time I so what yeah. motivates you to do that um well I did have the motivation to be national champion yeah. only a few years ago. And now since that's happened, I've had to go back to the drawing board and find another motivation, find something else, because there has to be something more. You can't just keep being satisfied with being national champion because that's, that's, you're not moving forward at that point. Mm-hmm. You're staying still and everyone else is striving forward. So I've gone... And I thought, right, if I can conquer New Zealand, let's go try and branch out 
and go overseas and see if we can compete with the the big guys out there. Um, because by no means are my distances world standard, but they're definitely Oceania standard. Um, could definitely be go over to Australia and mix it up with those boys over there. Um, there's some pretty really good guys over there. So that's I went to, taking it back when I was. In 2015, when I was a youngster, I went to the youth Commonwealth Games and um, did long jump over there and got fourth. Which is massive. Yeah, yeah. it was massive. Yep. Um, and at that, that time I jumped a big PB, 7.24. And I was in 17 or 16 or 17 at the time. And then um, fast forward five years, I've got my PB out to um, 7.61. So, and what we need for the next step to go over to Aussie, maybe that's 780, 790 would get you up in the medals at, at an Aussie level okay. um, and, and and above. So that's what motivates me. I want to get to an event where I'm pushed further and further. Um, as you get better, it's harder to uh, find more goals to step up. Mm, mm. Well, that's, you know, you talk about the training that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a lot of a lot mm. of training. And I that, find it hard to go to the gym twice a week yeah. for an hour. I can't imagine, you know, getting up every day going, oh, I've got to do that again today, <laughs> um, and just keeping doing that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, that requires such a lot of discipline. Yeah, but it doesn't – it didn't, didn't, didn't start straight away. Yeah. I didn't go from one session a, a week to eight in mm. a week. Yeah. I It took – from me being 11 years old, it took over 10 years mm. to get to a point now where I'm able, my body and my mind's able to do eight sessions a week. Mm. Mm. In 2020, I wasn't doing eight sessions a week. Mm. Last year, I wasn't doing eight sessions a week. Mm. And next year, I probably won't be doing eight sessions, probably doing a little bit more. Right, yeah. Potentially. Yeah, but yeah. It takes time. Mm. So you've got coaching? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, I've yep. got some pretty high-performance um, team around me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got uh, my jump specialist coach, and I've got uh, another young guy that does um, my strength conditioning training at the gym, and they work together um, as a team to get me to be the best I can be. So they communicate as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So with with your family involved, your coaching involved, who has the most influence over you? Who's been the, the, the person behind you giving you that? I'd have to, it's been, I would have to say my my dad's pretty up there from the get-go. He supported me when I was younger, um, trained, coached me. Mm-hmm. He was a long jumper back in the day. He coached me and taught me how to be a a good athlete and have the he kept the fire alive in me didn't push me too hard didn't make me burn out too early because that mm. can happen with young young ones you can push them on too early and they they fizzle out by they're 20 years old mm. they lose the want but um he he kept the the dreams alive and he still to this day he is we're pretty pretty excited to talk about stuff and yeah. talk about goals and everything like that and cool yeah yeah i know yeah. excellent so long term mm-hmm. talking about go to australia mm-hmm. any other any other 
you know, there's, pinnacles? Yeah, there's um, Com Games is next year, and I just missed out the long list um, to get to qualify for that meet, which is a shame because um, I was really thinking that I could get close um, to get onto the long list for that. Um, so there's the Com Games is four years away, and then the Olympics is only three years away. Um, so I'll be 26 when the Olympic rolls around, mm-hmm. which is a great age, mm-hmm. great age, um, perfect age actually. So I'm trying to stay patient because I think that would be it, that would be the golden moment when it will come together. I think I'll be at my peak then physically, I just have to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm patient. I'm, I've, I've got, yeah, Olympic Games and Com Games is going good. So, cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, sounds like you've got sort of your plans set mm-hmm. out before you. Mm-hmm. Sounds like your asthma's not going to hold you back, no, which is just wonderful. So. And I think that's, you know, that should be an aspiration to most people that um, are listening and um, maybe their asthma's not as good as it can be and maybe they need to talk to their doctor about that because actually that's, you know, it doesn't have to be like that, no. and they just need to listen to you for that. Hey, thanks for coming in and sharing your story with no us. Worries. I really appreciate it. It's been lots of fun. Um, and as I say, if you want to have any advice about asthma or any other lung disease, give Asthma Targa a ring. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We're still open for business. Thank you. Asthma Otago's Asthma Centre is open from 9 to 12, Monday to Friday, offering practical advice on how to better manage your condition. Call in and visit their rooms, have a cuppa and browse through their range of resources, or just have a chat. You'll find Asthma Otago at Dunedin Community House, 283 Moray Place, and you can call them on 471 6167. Asthma Otago, supporting people with asthma and respiratory disease. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.